0: Today is Monday, January 4th, 2021. On this day in 1903, a circus elephant named Topsy was executed in New York. Welcome to Today in True Crime, a Spotify original from Parcast. Due to the graphic nature of today's events, listener discretion is advised. This episode includes dramatizations and discussions of animal cruelty that some people may find offensive. We advise extreme caution for children under 13. Today, we're covering the execution of a circus elephant named Topsy. Let's go back to Coney Island on January 4th, 1903. It was a breezy winter day as an animal trainer named Carl Goliath led Topsy, a 28-year-old elephant, out of her pen. Topsy lived in the menagerie of Luna Park, an amusement property on the Coney Island boardwalk. As Carl walked the elephant past the carousel, arcade, and flume ride, he held her harness gingerly. He was just a replacement handler. Her longtime trainer, Whitey Alt, had been fired a month earlier. Alt had gotten drunk, ridden Topsy through the streets of Coney Island, and rammed her repeatedly into the police station. But this wasn't Topsy's only brush with the law. A year earlier, the pachyderm had killed a spectator and injured at least one trainer. There were rumors that Topsy had killed as many as 12 men, and Carl didn't want to be next. So when Topsy stopped in her tracks and refused to move, the new trainer panicked. He needed to get the stubborn animal to the center of the amusement park, where a crowd was waiting for her. The group of people weren't waiting for Topsy to perform, not in the usual sense of the word at least, Luna Park had scheduled a secret event with Topsy as the centerpiece. That was all in jeopardy now, since the new handler couldn't get Topsy to budge from her spot. So the park's owners sent for Topsy's disgraced former trainer, Whitey Alt. They reportedly offered him $25, the equivalent of around $750 in today's money, to coax Topsy to move. But Alt informed them that he wouldn't come back, not even for $1,000. Without Alt, the bosses at Luna Park considered cancelling the show. But then they realized, if Topsy wouldn't walk to the event, perhaps they could move it to her. So, electrical workers and engineers went to work. They moved the gear to Topsy's location. It took a couple of hours, but the workers were finished by 2:30 in the afternoon. Topsy was surrounded by scaffolding, wires, and thick ropes. With everything in place, a small group of guests and journalists were allowed into Luna Park. When everyone was ready, a signal was given. Workers connected copper sandals to two of Topsy's feet. A press agent then fed Topsy a handful of carrots laced with cyanide. A few minutes later, at 2.45, a phone call was placed to the nearby electrical substation. Workers diverted more power to the Coney Island grid. Then a switch at Luna Park was flipped. Nearly 7,000 volts shot through the copper sandals attached to Topsy's feet. Her legs stiffened, smoke and flames billowed around her, but eyewitnesses claimed that Topsy didn't trumpet or cry out in pain. She barely made a sound. Within 10 seconds, she toppled over, tightening the nooses around her neck, then, for redundancy, Powerful steam winches tightened the ropes, strangling the elephant. At 2.47, Topsy was declared dead. Coming up, the tragic life and legacy of Topsy the Elephant. Listeners, have you heard the eerie new podcast, Superstitions? Every Wednesday, explore the varying beliefs people around the world fear and follow in this mystifying series from Parcast. You do not want to miss it. Each week, step inside stories that illustrate the horror, weirdness, and truth behind humanity's strangest codes of conduct. Why do black cats represent witchcraft? What's the point of carrying a rabbit's foot around with you? And how come certain films seem cursed and others don't? Each new episode of Superstitions presents a story that unlocks the mysteries of unorthodox traditions and surreal phenomena. They may seem cryptic or illogical or completely insane, but then again, do they? Follow the Spotify original from Parcast, Superstitions, free on Spotify or wherever you get your podcasts. Now back to the story. On the afternoon of January 4th, 1903, the body of Topsy the Elephant lay motionless on Coney Island, New York. Wisps of smoke still hung around her feet. Three veterinarians and experts from the American Society for the Prevention of Cruelty to Animals were on hand to inspect the body. They concluded that Topsy died quickly from the 7,000-volt shock, not the cyanide or strangulation. Apparently, those were overkill. It was a tragic end, even if Topsy crushed a man to death and injured several others. But the elephant didn't start out as a killer in the circus. She was once a gentle, innocent animal. Perhaps Topsy's descent into violence was a result of the trauma that she suffered from an early age. To understand the heartbreaking story of Topsy the Elephant, we need to go back another 28 years to 1875. It was then that Topsy was born in the jungles of Southeast Asia. At first, her life was bliss. She had a loving mother and a herd. She ate bamboo shoots and splashed in shallow rivers. But sometime in the first year or two of her life, she was stolen from her family and sold to an American circus. Details of Topsy's first years are vague. Records of wild animals were rarely kept in Southeast Asia. Besides, the circus likely wanted to keep her origin a secret. Shortly after Topsy was smuggled out of Asia on a cargo ship, the circus began advertising her as the only baby elephant born in America. With that billing, Topsy soon became one of the stars of the Four-Paw Circus, the main competitor of legendary Barnum & Bailey. She traveled across the country to New York, Chicago, St. Louis, and Dallas. Life on the road was tough for Topsy. She was forced to grow up fast. Without her mother and herd, she was adopted by the other circus elephants. They taught her their way of life. They had one simple rule. If you perform, you survive. But Topsy didn't want to perform in the circus. All she wanted was to go home back to her family. Unfortunately, the chains and harnesses were too strong for even her powerful legs to break. She was stuck for the moment. At first, Topsy believed if she charmed her captors, they would release her for good behavior. All she had to do was act cute, and they seemed to reward her. And since she was small and easily moved around, they didn't beat her as much as the others. But Topsy grew quickly. By 1892, when Topsy turned 17, she was a full-grown Asian elephant. She likely reached 10 feet tall, 20 feet long, and weighed nearly 5 tons. As an adult elephant, Topsy's life changed. Now, if she didn't perform tricks, she was whipped. Or worse. There's little surviving information about Topsy's life in the circus, but it likely involved cruelty and beatings. The abuse hardened Topsy. She started looking for an opportunity to escape. When the chance never came, she started to turn hopeless. But then she may have had a thought. If she was too difficult to handle, perhaps the circus wouldn't want to keep her. Maybe they would send her home. Unfortunately, Topsy seemed to misjudge her own strength. In 1900, there were rumors that Topsy killed two handlers in Texas. And in 1902, there was irrefutable proof of Topsy's aggression. On May 27th, the Four-Paw Circus was performing in Brooklyn. There a spectator named James Blount entered the animal tent. Blount allegedly teased Topsy and several other elephants. Reports state that he threw sand in Topsy's face and burned her trunk with a cigar. In response, Topsy knocked Blount to the ground and crushed him to death. Later that summer, Topsy nearly killed another man. This time, a spectator used a wooden stick to tickle Topsy's ear. Topsy grabbed the man with her trunk, lifted him into the air, and slammed him to the ground. Luckily, a handler stopped her before she killed him. We'll never know whether Topsy's behavior was a scheme to be sent home or just a wild animal acting out against her oppressors, but eventually, the Four-Paw Circus had enough. But they didn't ship Topsy back to Southeast Asia to be with her family. Instead, they sold her to the Coney Island Sea Lion Park, which eventually became the infamous Luna Park. There, Topsy was used less and less as a performer, and more and more as a laborer. She pulled amusement rides and carried timbers. Then, in December 1902, Topsy's trainer, Whitey Alt, got drunk and famously rode the elephant through the streets of Coney Island. Alt was, of course, fired. Unfortunately, no one was willing to take his place as Topsy's handler. At that point, Luna Park reportedly tried to sell the feisty elephant, but there were no takers. When that failed, they offered to give her away for free. Still, no one wanted her. With nowhere to take Topsy, Luna Park's owners decided to execute her. Sadly, after Topsy's death, little changed in the way of animal rights or protections. It wasn't until 1966 that the U.S. enacted the Animal Welfare Act, which regulates the treatment of animals in research, exhibition, and other situations. Even with these protections in place, little changed in terms of animal rights laws over the next 50 years. But during these decades, public opinion changed drastically people began to question the treatment of animals in zoos, marine parks, and circuses. Then, in 2017, a landmark bill was introduced in US Congress. The Traveling Exotic Animal and Public Safety Protection Act sought to expand the protections of the 1966 Animal Welfare Act, and it targeted the use of wild animals in carnivals and circuses. Later that same year, the state of New York took legislation to the next level, this time specifically protecting pachyderms. On October 19, 2017, Governor Andrew Cuomo signed the Elephant Protection Act, which bans the use of elephants in circuses, carnivals, and parades. It was over 100 years too late for Topsy, but her legacy is helping prevent a similar fate for future elephants. And these days, instead of executing former circus animals, there's a worldwide network of elephant sanctuaries and rescue organizations to prevent any elephants and wild animals from being executed. Thanks for listening to Today in True Crime. I'm Vanessa Richardson. Today in True Crime is a Spotify original from Parcast. You can find more episodes of Today in True Crime and all other Spotify originals from Parcast for free on Spotify. We'll be back with a brand new episode tomorrow in True Crime. Today in True Crime is a Spotify original from Parcast. It is executive produced by Max Cutler, sound designed by Juan Borda, with production assistance by Ron Shapiro, Carly Madden, and Bruce Katovich. This episode of Today in True Crime was written by Adam De Silva, with writing assistance by Alex Benedon, and fact-checking by Anya Bayerly. I'm Vanessa Richardson. Bad omens, good fortune, pure luck. Take a closer look at what you believe in and follow the Spotify original from Parcast, Superstitions. New episodes air weekly, every Wednesday. Listen free on Spotify or wherever you get your podcasts.